All right, All so right. Mike, you lost your keys. <laughs> I lost my gut, my mind. I almost, I almost did a naughty curse. We, we I'm trying to be a good, good child and not <laughs> we, curse We got to make sure we reap in those Bible Belt viewers, man, because you know every other podcast yeah. alienates them, and we gotta, we gotta offer our welcoming arms to those Bible Belt. You know, they're good boys. Viewers. Yeah, sweet Christian Jesus, absolutely baby that died on the cross. I ask upon ye, where the fuck did my car keys go? The, the, the baby died on the cross. I, I don't know. I, I haven't read that. I haven't read that book in a few child. years. This is the, the neon Genesis G's on. I, all right, all right. Okay. I'm gonna be real with you, Moth. I never finished the book. I kind of thought it was boring. <laughs> well, it uh, it so, really picks up in in uh, in my religion's fanfic, the Book of Mormon, because uh, <laughs> after he uh, after he leaves, he uh, he heads to America. Just so you know. Uh okay we, we could we could have a Mormon podcast eventually if you want to because I just, absolutely not is, I just is I get, the best I get lambasted already for my religion by everybody I I don't need like my own podcast to crucify shut up me. Mormon boy I'll but come knock so... on your door watch me do it <laughs> I'll fucking do it. I had I had years of practice I'll do it I will be the kindest neighbor you've ever had in your life so help me God. <laughs> So I work uh, as we've as we've addressed before. I work in an auto shop, and working in an auto shop, I have to get inside people's dirty, filthy cars. Which reminds me, there was a customer uh, a few weeks ago who was covered in feces, and my manager made us work oh, on his car. Excuse, that was fun. Wait, yo, back it up. What the fuck? <laughs> no, no, you How, had a feces that doesn't guy just too? happen. Yeah, yeah. There was a guy who just shit all over himself. He, he was like, God, if I'm like 400 pounds, this dude was like 600, came waddling in. He, and it wasn't like caked on, it was fresh. Like it was, it was falling onto our entryway and he walked inside and sat in a chair. And how does that, that happen? Chair. I don't know how a man shits on himself. I, like, Your faculties fail you. I don't know. Wait, wait, wait. I mean, like on his to shirt be fair, stuff? Like, like- to be fair, like I've been on top of an MRI and I was trusting a fart while I was trying to get like a helium line <laughs> in it, and I just blasted my coworker. Well, so well, these <laughs> things happen. <laughs> Blunderbuss, like just fucking corn in his teeth and shit. That's oh awful. God. Well, no, it, it was bad because when we do these fills, we got about like twenty minutes before the helium tank runs dry, and you got to have like somebody back you up. So I just remember like looking at my coworker and being like, "Okay, I can be home and back in twenty minutes, and you'll thank me if I do this." <laughs> You're gonna censor my burps, but say corn in his teeth. Oh my god! <laughs> so, so he's covered in feces, and uh, your your manager. Yeah, he just he waddles into the store, and my manager, without missing a beat, just holds his nose and said, "How can I help you, sir?" Like it was, <laughs> and that guy sat in a in a chair in our waiting room, uh, for I think. Cause we are really, we're a really busy store that's also understaffed. So he's in there for like two or three hours, covered in his own shit, sitting in a chair, and ev- no one wanted to go. In- now customers would not go in that room. I just, and, I feel uh, like this is somehow like the plot of a Death Grips album cover. Oh, just dude. some like <sighs> morbidly obese guy sitting in an auto zone with like covered in feces. It that's that's the Death Grips new album cover. I'm calling it. I would say it sounds more like a Corn album cover from the '90s. Like I'm just imagining a big fucking fat guy with shit on his pants and well, like chubby like Invader Zim fingers. You gotta realize like what, what was like what 
we were the corn kids. And so, like, we were the counterculture. Oh, you know, oh, even, this right. is, even though this is being produced by a major label. Oh, we're, we're counterculture. Uh, that's now Death Grip teenagers. They don't oh, like the true. music. Yeah, yeah. They, they just, they want to be counterculture. And so this guy screaming angrily about having a sad cum is what they want to relate to so they can feel unique and have an identity. To be fair, I can relate pretty hard to having a sad cum. It's like a daily occurrence for me. Sad cum. <laughs> it's like a Pokemon. <laughs> I choose you, sad cum. That's what I imagine Gulper's actual name was in the translation. <laughs> Gulpin? Gulpin, Gulpin, thank you. I love Oh my him. god. That reminds me, I have, a pic- I have a picture on my phone. Someone drew a waifu of someone's cum. I mean, yeah, no, I saw that one. I, saw, I also saw an egg that was very similar, like a goopy right. egg lady. All right, I I'm, hate I'm it a, so much because I'm, she's kind of cute. Oh, of course. I'm going to stop y'all now before I have to get Mormon Jesus into this. Like, <laughs> Yeah, do you want to pray real quick, Moth, to I just yeah, yeah. sanctify our conversation here? <laughs> no, no, we're done. We're done. Uh, so, this is the We Hate Anime Podcast, Episode 9. Uh, officially, Wait, nine? one episode away. Yeah, Episode, episode 9. Episode 8. No, no, we're on Episode 9. <laughs> No, no, no. This this is episode eight. Look, dude, I'm living in a nightmare right now. We're on episode nine. There's no way we're going this slow. <laughs> you, 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 you said earlier, oh man, episode eight happens today. That was you. <laughs> All right. So as I was saying, this is the We Hate Anime podcast, episode eight. Uh, Mike can't count. Thinks we're on episode nine, but we're on episode eight. And uh, I am the mathematically literate, I can count, Mothman. I'm here with uh, Mike, who seems to think we're on episode nine. And uh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm posting all this cringe lately. And uh, Frog is uh, here with us as well. I tend to be. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're absent, like mentally, a lot of the time. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, to but, be like, fair, when you talk about fucking uh, what is it, Apple Basket or something, I, I, I fucking zone out. Fridge basket. Basket. You know. Well, there's there's nothing to talk about. I think it actually got canceled because I haven't even seen it lately. No, like, it's still. No, going. I saw. I, I saw an episode come it. up on the website. I used. Oh, geez, it's, I mean, it's, like, I, I don't know, was, it, it, just real quick, was the 2002, like, 2003 version this bad, or am I just, like, I got rose-tinted glasses? Let's be, let's be fair, Moth, you have, like, these thick-ass rose-tinted glasses or some shit you watched when you were younger. Oh, we, I, I thought we weren't going to talk about Triple Chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about it until just now. We, we, we should, totally should. That show is so fun that's how i describe it okay so i got a thesis that i'm working on and we're either gonna have it appear in episode nine or episode ten we're gonna have a huge topic about it whichever one we're on now yeah whichever (laughs) one we're on now it's gonna be on the next one um basically i got a theory that from the year 2000 to 2006 was the dark age of anime and i'll go into more detail about that during the episode but basically i got a theory that we just it was the only money being poured into anime was to sell children's trading card games or children's action figures or children's spinning tops. Um, a lot of the stuff that was getting produced that wasn't trying to sell children's toys were trying to sell like borderline idle Figma crap to horny sad weebs. Uh, and really the only money we were seeing from the anime industry was coming out through Four kids or Toonami, which was now shifting to late at night. So I firmly believe that 2000 to 2006 was actually the dark era of anime, and I will back that up. At I the think time. it also kind of applies that like that was the early 2000s was where they were starting to use like more computer generated animation stuff. Yes, that, and that's when they started shifting towards exactly, anime. and then like adjusting to that took a long time. So yeah. 
So it, oh, such a oh, Japanese people, I love you. You make my favorite things. You guys are awful at adjusting to things. Like Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. To be Christ. fair, I mean, Demon Slayer still looks amazing, and that is like half three right. D animation. Yeah, you're right. And and you have a table, table has been making stuff look good f- with three D animation for a long while. Yeah, yeah it's, no, it's not like Land of the Lustrous, where it just looks like a bag of buttholes. Like, it's actually good now. It's incorrect. I will tickle your fucking taint. Don't well, get like, me started. My my issue with Land of the Lustrous is all the characters just look so, like, jagged. And, and female. And, and rough. You mean, you mean, you mean the gems are jagged? Yeah, like, they, they just, their their animation seems so, like, blocky. And, like, they, they seem kind of, like, they were kind of carved out of stone. <laughs> I hate you so much right now, Moff. They need some kind so of much. solution to break them so out of much. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to find a solution. Yeah. And speaking of yeah. solutions, uh, <laughs> Doctor Stone seems to have figured we- out its solution. <laughs> We're flipping to between yeah, topics like goddamn solution. fucking pages in a goddamn dictionary. What's going on, dude? I'm good at this. I I will do the best transitions. And right now, I just I smoothly like astroglide got you, Doctor Stone. But at the same time, we skipped our we we we're already off of the other stuff. Okay, what's well, fine? No, no. We're, well, because like I don't want to spoil my huge conspiracy right, theory you know about what? bad anime. That's sure. Okay, Doctor Stone. All right. So Dr. I I want to I want to apologize for my words. I because I was saying to Moth um last episode about how wrong he was for enjoying Doctor Stone. That's no. First of all, I don't. I'm not usually like that, and I also. I watched the last couple episodes that came out, and like I'm, I've started really enjoying the show now, and it's fucking really good. I think you're wrong for enjoying it, but that's just because you <laughs> like bad things. Well, it's uh, I, I found out one of my guilty pleasures, and I think I've talked about this: like muscular men, gags, and uh, gal. Uh, and now I was gonna make science. a joke that I was gonna make a joke that it's say anal, but you just said it for me. Yeah, uh, yeah, basically. Uh, Gao. I really, really love Gao. I love it when things and characters are drawn like really off model, like reaction faces, stuff like that. I love that. And Dr. Stone has just mastered the reaction. Oh, absolutely, like, yeah. Well, and, and to be fair, Boichi has been doing that for years. Like Sunken mm-hmm. Rock, his masterpiece, his magnum opus, like that really mastered really strong facial expressions. You're just never going to stop talking about this thing, are you? I love sunken rock it is probably the only manga i read and to be fair i only read half of it but you know whatever it's to good be consistent with lore i'm just gonna assume you looked at pictures i mean that's all that sunken rock was was pictures it's he's not wrong here's the thing i love boichi he's like my favorite manga artist ever but he's not that good of a writer well i mean it sunken rock also has probably the best visual gag i've ever seen and that's just jamming marbles into your dick like wait how is that a visual gag? That's just jamming marbles in your dick. That's a, that's a visual gag. It's like, uh, what was that thing we were talking about with Fire Force before we all dropped it? Visual uh, storytelling? God, yeah, I, visual I, storytelling. Like, you know, Ken sees a dude's penis. It looks like a, you know, a twisted gnarled mushroom. And then he explains to him by showing him with like a whiteboard, like, hey, this is how you please women by shoving marbles in your penis. It's just how you do it, dude. What's wrong? Yeah. <laughs> you want to be, you wanna be popular with women, Mike? Here. You got you to gotta take a knife. You got to lift your gland up a little bit and cut a little bit, then jam a marble in there. Listen, Moth, I'd be lucky to find my penis, let alone put a marble in it. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, you want to make women happy, don't you? Go to the children's I section can't... of Fred Meyer and buy a box of marbles. <laughs> 
I can't even make myself happy. <laughs> I don't know what to say, man. I'm not a therapist. I'm not going to help you. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on. So, you know, I'm sitting here trying to do smooth transitions here, talking about why Boichi's good, why Dr. Stone has really picked up the pace, and and Mike wants to turn it into, like, group therapy story time This podcast is about me, damn it! (laughs) This has nothing to do with anime. I am anime! (laughs) Well, let me see. You got got low self-esteem, right, Mike? Yeah, that's fair. What's, What's your opinion on, like, Love Live? I feel like if I got into it, I would lose my life. Yeah, exactly. So I do like really, how those two are related. Yeah, really. No, it is. There's a there's a there's a fucking I don't know if she's a love life character or an idol master character, but every time I see her, I think to myself, I would really get into this for that person, and then I then then I, then I put it down and oh, I walk away. Is that pink girl girl I, with the blue hair on the inside? That's like no, no, no. twenty different characters in the series. <laughs> no, 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 no. She's like, I see her all over Twitter. Like, Twitter artists love her. She's like this uh, yeah, girl with short that's pink Hatsune hair. Miku. No, no, it's short pink she's hair. She's a, she's a, she has short. The one I'm talking about has short brown hair, and she wears like a sports jacket and uh, some shorts, and she's really adorable. And I stand her. Don't know what her name is though. <laughs> all right, all right, Mike. I need to gauge your depression here, so I'm going to give you a scenario. And uh, you just have to answer it with true or false, okay? All right. Okay. So I have, in my life, um, failed to reach for the paper towel in time when I nutted, nutted all over my hands, and instead of doing anything about it, I kept eating chips with that hand. Joke's on you. I use a sock, motherfucker. All right. You weren't able to take the sock life off fast enough. Life-changing. Here's the so thing Dr. About- Stone, guys! It's Dr. Stone! <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Stone. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, so, my bigger problem with the first like couple episodes is that the production clearly suffers a lot. In terms of visuals, anyway. The actual audio has been really consistent and good. But, like, the art was... Uh, even still shots in the first four episodes would look really off. And people would look off model in ways that weren't, like, appealing. Like, like Not, like, on purpose, right? Stuff mm-hmm. like... Uh, just like a dramatic pose would look kind of doofy because the eyes were misaligned or something like that. Stuff like that. Just kind of taking you out of the moment. But no, after episode five or so, they just really kicked it up and they started adding more like splashes of color places. Mm-hmm. They also, they introduced all, all, all the cool new characters that I love. And it just, it just Is the bad character not a character anymore? Is the one? No. He is he is not a character anymore. Oh, like, oh Half okay. the cast has gone away and been replaced with a new cast. Yeah. Good. Taiju... Uh, our big meathead boy, who is lovable, but albeit very, very simple and one-dimensional, is pretty much just a vehicle to, for the start to kind of get basic shonen people to watch a thing about science. I mean, I don't want to call it bait because that's not doesn't feel fair. No, but no it's, it's, it's a pretty good dude, bait and switch. From like, how I understand, how quickly he disappears, that's bait. That's that's just <laughs> well, bait. Come the way on. I see it is that um, the author, who is the same author as Ashfield Twenty One, I should mention. Um, that doesn't matter because it's not sunken rock. Okay. Uh, I, I feel like he wanted to tell the story with Taiju, but maybe re- felt that reception of him was poor, or maybe just decided later on that he wanted something different and maybe changed it. Or, or maybe you're right. Maybe it was literally just trying to make people no. into it. Either oh, way, it do worked. they ever explain Actually, how the science boy makes it out alive of that building when he goes to stone? Uh, yeah, let's not talk about that. Uh, well, actually, <laughs> I don't want to argue I, this again. 
I have a theory about uh, Boichi, actually. And uh, I think him and Togashi are cut from the same cloth. Uh, Togashi is the guy who did uh, Hiatus X Hiatus. Um, sounds familiar. Yeah. Uh, he, he's the author of Hunter x Hunter. Oh, fuck you. Well, <laughs> it's Hiatus X Hiatus, let's be real. But Togashi, I feel like, had an original idea for a story and had rules he set up in the story. And then as time went on, he just kind of went... Okay, let's let's do this now. Let's do an entire video game arc. Let's do an arc about being on a boat. Let's do an arc about a forbidden island. Let's do an arc about... We, the... You know that's actually... That's not even a theory. That's actually how he writes. Well, yeah, and that's um, great. And I actually think that's how Boichi writes, too. Because if you read Sunken Rock, after he becomes... After Ken becomes basically the kingpin of Korean, like, mafia, they just go off, like... He does an idle management simulator for a few weeks. Like, there's there's no more what plot after a certain point, and he just goes off. And I actually think that's pretty common with Boichi. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, uh, I think that Dr. Stone, as someone who doesn't read, Dr. Stone is only going to go up because Boichi is free. Boichi has awakened now, and it's just going to go <laughs> off the rails. And be his really third eye opened, his chakras enhanced. Yeah. So I, I think uh, from here on out, the show is going to have much, much better value. And as much as I hate to say it, it's one of those things where it has to be like, bro, you just got to watch it till episode five, bro. It gets way better after episode five. As much as I hate to say that kind of thing, too, I do agree. A lot of people express their same kind of feelings to the manga for episode, uh, fuck, I keep saying episode, uh, chapter 12. And a lot of people express disinterest until they read past that. And I, I, I See, hate the, that the, argument. It's a dumb argument. I hate it saying, like, it gets better, bro. Just wait till episode 500 is four. But it's only I, five, so it's not well, as bad. No. For manga, that argument's a lot better because I can read 50 chowers, 50 chowers, 50 chapters in an afternoon. Yeah. yeah. But I, I like it, I, in the same amount of time when it comes to anime, yeah, it's basically that five episodes is the same amount of time I can read 50 chapters, but I feel like I wasted my time. No, no. Because there's a lot less, yeah, because there's definitely a lot, lot less of. Just well, stuff going and, on. And, and let's be fair. And under no circumstances is, it's okay, bro. It gets better after five hours is like, is any excuse. Because I, I sat down and started playing WoW Classic again the other day because my friends oh, really yeah. wanted me to play WoW Classic. And I just like... Speaking uh, of rose-tinted keep, glasses. Yeah, keep in mind, <laughs> like, I, I'm growing up on like Ragnarok Online times four servers. Like, so I know what a grind is. Like, I absolutely know what a grind is. Killing tens of thousands of wolves to get one wolf card to upgrade my freaking guns. Like, trust me, I get a grind. But I'm sitting here six, seven hours in, and I'm maybe level 10 on my troll priest. And I did it to myself to be a priest because priests level up super slow. But, like, I'm just... <laughs> it's I'm funny sitting- you should say that. My, my roommate... Uh, he he also went into WoW Classic, and he, he we were just talking about it, and I was like, I'm not really interested. And he's like, Yeah, I chose a Warrior because they level really slow, and I want the real experience. It's like uh, real experience is being bored. Yeah, what the fuck? No, like with priests, I have nothing to keep me alive. I have one offensive skill until like level twenty four or something. It's it, 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 I'm gonna have an actual like WoW addict come in here and yell at me for about being wrong about this, and that's fair. <laughs> but like. It's one They're of those gonna things. are going to join where, our Discord just to yell at us like well, that one guy. It's, it's WoW falls into the category of like it's not fun until level twenty, brah. It's not fun until you can actually start doing raids, brah. And it's like, yeah. So why am I forcing myself to play twenty hours to have fun? Like my time is worth money. <laughs> <laughs> Quite literally. I mean, once once you're an adult and you have a job and you have real responsibilities, 
Fuck you. Like, I've dropped so many games recently just because they're an investment. Like, I was playing Disgaea 5 and loving it, and then I realized, oh no, I have to grind to get anywhere, and I have not touched it since. Yeah, no, and I mean, it's the, yeah, well, the Disgaea games are just another conversation entirely. Like, I I actually firmly believe they have one target audience, and that's Neats. Hey. Fair. <laughs> yeah, fair. Uh, so yeah, Dr. Stone, very good. Uh, anybody who dropped it, just, just honestly, here's, I'm, I'm gonna catch you up on everything you missed. So just jump into episode five or episode six and do this. Uh, him and his childhood friend, uh, resurrect his childhood friend's girlfriend, and she's somehow totally okay with being with him. Uh, they awaken. I think it'd at- be great if she resurrects and she's like, what the fuck? No. <laughs> That'd be funny uh, as fuck. They resurrect another dude who's an extremist with a terrorist mindset about destroying everybody who's made a stone that's an adult so he can start a perfect Peter Pan utopia. And because he's incredibly powerful, nobody really questions it. Him and uh, the main character, I'm just going to call him Dr. Stone, uh, get into a huge fight. They end up faking the main character's death. And then they piss off. The main character finds a village. And right now, after finding the village is where the show picks up. You, sorta, yeah, sure. You know what? Fuck it. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm, you, you butchered it, but it's okay. It's it's all right. I mean, I, I, that is literally Moth's job, and if you do not let him do his job, Frog, I'm gonna have to ask you to leave. It's fine. I'll just correct it in post. <laughs> I so, do the post. <laughs> so and 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 this is very funny because as as Doctor Stone has been uh, improving and it's been going up, another anime that started really strong has actually been going down, in my opinion. And, oh yeah, hey, hey. and that's that's given. Oh, I thought we were talking about okay. <laughs> no, we're gonna save that to questions. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, I don't know how you can say that a within one episode. B like the last episode was really great. Uh, it was a problem because Yaoi. Yaoi sits on this weird... Oh, I'm sorry. Shonen Eye sits on this really, like, really intricate teeter-totter. And there's this thing, and I see it all the time. It happened in Breaking Bad. And everyone always goes, oh, Breaking Bad. It's it's a master of visual storytelling. Oh, my gosh. uh, Vince Gilligan or whoever directed it. Oh, my gosh. He's he's unstoppable. I mean, to be fair, the episode of Breaking Bad where Jesse uh, tries to kiss Heisenberg is pretty weird. I mean, sure. But when characters create drama Wait, did that fucking m- happen i was joking I, I don't know i i it's been so long since i've seen it and i like better call Saul way more than breaking bad so whatever um but there's this thing they do and it's it's i feel like yaoi falls victim to it and maybe yuri falls victim into it but i don't waste my time with that genre <laughs> you 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 create drama to drive the plot and you make characters act in bizarre ways to do that and so, uh, I I would say yes, but in response to Given, like let's 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 expound on that in Given because I don't see the same thing. Okay, okay. Uh, so I I thought. Let me see here. We just had episode eight, I think. <laughs> episode seven was the last episode. Okay, so episode six was really really good. Episode seven bad. Oh wait, wait. We're talking about giving. I thought we were talking about the podcast. Fuck. Oh. Um, <laughs> all right. Let me let me let me check Crunchyroll here, so we're all in sync about what good, what bad. Uh, given episode think... eight just aired. So yeah, we were I... on episode seven. Episode seven I... good. Episode eight bad. 
I will say that episode eight didn't give me what I wanted, and I would definitely say that it's an it's an eighth episode in a season. But I don't think it, like, and you know what I mean when I say it's an eighth episode. We're not at the finale, but we're not at the beginning bits. So I get it, but I still think it was a pretty solid episode. Well, let's 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 focus on the two problem children in this episode. And Frog, have you been have you been watching Given at all? No. Okay. Get okay. That shit, you <laughs> so amphibian. just just to get you back into the conversation, Frog. Um, Given is about a super autistic boy who cuddles his dead lover's guitar entirely too much. Who thought it was his brother? That's what I thought at the beginning. No, um, no, it's, the, it's his they, ex lover. They, they didn't like ex- like actually tell you what it was till like a little bit into it, which I actually kind of like because there's more mystery there. I just assumed it was brother. Um, but you have him, and then you have Ritsuka, which is a boy who... And it, it showed properly how to get good at something. Like, he wasn't naturally good at a guitar. He just didn't want to be bad. So he spent four years of his life dedicating himself to being good at guitar. And uh, these so are... So th- good that he gets bored. Yeah, so and that actually happens. Like, um, when you get genuinely good at something, you get bored. It happened with my wife when she used to play trumpet in high school. She was so bored of being first chair, she just stopped. Um, but yeah, so it's about Sato and Ritsuka and their relationship with each other as they kind of, as they develop in their band and their band is run by two older men, uh, Kaji and Haruki and, uh, two good boys, but Kaji's the best, but, um, that's what we've been seeing. And we've been seeing like the discussion of, Hey, it's okay to be gay. Hey, it's okay to have feelings. Like you're at high school, you develop as a human being. We we've had a lot of really good interaction up to this point, Frog. But then this latest episode eight rolls around and it's just, it's so boring. Like I was actually bored the entire episode. And then they push drama where these two characters act in ways that are completely out of line for them. Like problems they should have gotten over episodes ago. And they bring it to the forefront to that make or break moment. Like, are we going to be a good band or are we going to fail horribly as a band? Make and break drama. The current the current storyline and given is that uh, as a band they have written a song. Well, the 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 music boy wrote, wrote a song, uh, and he wants uh, the guy he likes to write lyrics for it, but the guy he likes doesn't know what to write for. And um, the blonde head gay is like, "Hey, just write <laughs> what you feel," and he's like, well, "I don't know how I feel." So he's trying to discover how he feels so that he can put it into words and perform it. But as of episode eight, he still hasn't figured out what to write yet. And at the same time, um, Music Boy, who has feelings for uh, Quiet Gay Boy, because I'm not good with names. Bless you, Moth, for being good with names. No, I'm not good Um, with names. I literally have the Wikipedia page for Given Up right now. (laughs) So Quiet uh, Gay Boy is Sato, just so you know. Yeah. So quiet, Quiet Gay and Music Gay. Music Gay is worried that the song he's going to sing is going to be about his his dead ex-lover. And he really doesn't want to hear that because he is just now exploring the sexuality with this person he's developed feelings for. And he doesn't know if he can handle that. And there is a genuine emotion there to the point where he's like, hey, let's just not even perform the song. And then uh, Quiet Gay is like, oh, what? So now I... You don't think I can 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 do it? You don't think I'm good enough? You you you've never said let's give up before. Why are we doing it now? And that's where the drama's from. 
I feel like it's really organic, especially since in that episode, there's a really great moment where uh, Sato, quiet gay, um, like has an outburst against one of his ex-boyfriend's dead... Uh, ex- one of his dead, dead boyfriend's friends. Well, to be like, fair, even though he's dead, he's not an ex until he finds somebody new. That's like... I don't know if that's, like, touching or weird. No, no, no. Like, think about that. Like, if if, uh, most people, when they have a spouse and the spouse dies, they refer to them as not my ex, but my dead husband. So, until they move on and find somebody new, then they become their ex-husband. Until then, they're just Uh, dead. So, like, it's, it's fine. So, I don't uh, know. I don't know about you, Moth, but for me, when my guy or girl dies, I'm just gonna be like, last words, baby. Go fuck yourself. Well, Walk away. It's tears and, in my and, eyes. and that's why I'm married and you're not. Uh, Fair. <laughs> so Sato and Ritsuka, they're not dating yet, so it's not his ex boyfriend. He's it's just his dead boyfriend. All right. So his dead boyfriend. He's talking to the, the a mutual friend of theirs, but after he killed himself, because that's what happened. He killed himself. Did he kill himself, or did he just his body just do that when he fell off the bridge? It. <laughs> It just be like that, you know. Yeah, like in the it's beginning crazy of the how show, in the beginning that. of the, like the show begins with a with like a, a shadowy flashback of him walking in on a hanging corpse, and the ah. show later on. Wait, I the, thought he fell show, off a bridge. Fun, not as far as I know. Okay, but Frog, like yeah, to you be should fair, watch at least the first episode. Like to be fair, him swing from the rafters is pretty fun. To be fair, he could have just been putting up like a happy birthday Sato thing, and the ladder oh. fell. <laughs> And he just, his neck kind of just did that against the rope, like Epstein style. Oh, Lord, if that's what, if that's what actually happened. <laughs> Epstein style. <laughs> Crazy how his neck just do that. <laughs> this is not a political podcast. It's so, not. Uh, <laughs> it's not. Actually, you know sick. what? Epstein did not kill himself. That's not a political statement. <laughs> Everyone believes that. <laughs> That is oh. a, <laughs> anyway given. Uh, so what what part of like what happens do you think it feels unnatural in that episode? It just it it, it feels like and this is um, I think anime should kind of break away a little bit from the we have to do twelve episodes we have to do thirteen episodes a season because when you do that you get these buffer episodes where it's just let's slow everything down let's force drama to force drama let's. Because this could have been a 9-10 episode anime, and they could have just been like, yeah, we managed to be a band, yeah, we managed to kiss, yeah, everything is awesome, Uh, Kaiji is with his abusive boyfriend, and he's with Haruki, it's amazing, like... And his sister, all at the same time. I mean, you know what, Kaiji's the type of dude who could handle that, though. (laughs) But, like, it's... And I, I don't know, Frog, like, do you feel this at all where you got an anime that's like, oh, man, this really shouldn't have been 13 episodes, it should have been, like, seven? Uh, a couple. I think I have a 24-episode show that I think should be, like, 17. Stuff Which like one's that. that? Kaiji. As funny as it sounds. Well, wait, wait, Kaiji, really? Yeah, no, Kaiji, Kaiji has a problem with pacing in the terms that, especially in the later halves of both the seasons, that it just, uh, some episodes go by where basically nothing happens. And I feel oh, like it's, yeah, they're just yeah, yeah. trying to fill for time and not actually for content. Well, I mean, they're kind of a master of suspense. Like, I enjoyed the end of every oh, for episode sure. and every day. But to be fair, I also watched it after it had finished airing. If I had seen that weekly, I exactly. might have lost my damn mind. Exactly. Like, nothing happened this episode. Wait a week. Yeah, you saw uh, you saw Kaiji, right? 
Right, Frog? Um, oh, right, yeah. Right, uh, I, I just want to, Oh, okay. I was going to say. Because I'm a I huge kaiju. I watched one movie. episode, and I did not like it. It's, it's, it's just the art style, isn't it? The first episode's very yeah. non-representative, actually. It's yeah. not the art style. It's the fact that I do not relate to this main character even a little bit. You <laughs> don't have to relate to awful. the main character to enjoy something. I didn't relate to almost any character in Sarah's Anmai, and that is all three of us, one of our favorite animes. Hey, I I do not believe that you do not relate to any gay character. Well, Rayo, but, you know, he's way later in the series. He's in the first episode. Yeah, he's in the first episode, but you don't even know his name until, like, episode five. <laughs> you don't know his name until, like, the last couple episodes, I swear. <laughs> yeah, like, up until that point, you just think he's an otter spy. But, uh, uh, but given, I... I think I I don't com- I do not disagree with you. I don't think that episode eight, eight is like a ten out of ten or anything like that. I just think it's a really good episode for exploring how Sato actually feels because sorry I almost choked on a cough drop. Um, because so far in the show he hasn't expressed himself very much because he's emotionally shut himself down. And seeing that moment where he has that outburst in episode eight is I think one of the best moments. Uh, just, just moment, not episode. Just that moment is one of my favorite moments. Um, I think the episode would have been a lot stronger if they would have actually ended on the performance, but we didn't get that. Yeah, it's and yeah, I'll I'll, I'll give you that. Um, oh man, it's I I was actually um because so Crunchyroll's got this thing with VRV right now where a lot of the time we'll get the anime on Crunchyroll and then on VRV. We'll get the dubbed version, cool. which is, it, you know, it's kind of nice. Um, I just, I, I, I was curious for a second there. I wanted to see if Given had a dub, like mm. if, if, because then I, w- I would get to hear the kid, you know, Sato, just going blah 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 <laughs> with an English voice actor, <laughs> la la la, yeah, just like an English guy trying to do that. Like, you're kidding me. This is my line. Um, <laughs> it, it, I don't know. I was, I was kind of excited. But speaking of English voice actors. Yes, uh, speaking of English voice. Funimation. Oh, right. I was thinking of something else. Well, what were They're you thinking awful. of? I was just going to... This is like this is kind of backpedaling, but I, not... Well, that's the wrong word. I, I actually watched some of the Dr. Stone dub this week because I thought it looked good. It's good. That's all. Okay, you can move on. Oh, wait, wait. The dub Thanks, is actually good? I like it, yeah. Especially because Tsukasa's voice is really fucking good. Does he say 10 billion percent? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Good, good, good. Um... So yeah, moving back to because uh, I did this yeah. amazing. Like I, I bridged us so well there. That was a great bridge. We're in English voice <laughs> way acting. To dis- way to burn that bridge, frog. Yeah, way to burn <laughs> that bridge, frog. Uh, 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 now, uh, Funimation controversy here. Uh, I'm going to put a disclaimer before we discuss this. Almost all of my news sources have come from Kiwi Farms here. <laughs> so we gotta. We got it. We got to just. We got to clarify some things. Take um, it with the but, biggest grain of salt. More of like a rock. Yeah, yeah, you just fucking just. Here's my rock of salt here. Yeah, like it's 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 Kiwi Farms is difficult because a lot of the time I feel like they've been correct with what they've done. Like uh, not not like how they did it, but like they got the dirt. They got things, and they really nailed a lot of people. Like and and they they were on the right side of the conversation at the end. For what? At the same time, Kiwi Farms has also got a bunch of crazy internet stalkers who gather this information. So yeah, Kiwi Kiwi Farms is a big, like uh, you can't see me, but I'm really pulling on my collar here. <laughs> Ugh. It, it's 
it's rough. Like it, it's one of those things where it's like you know, uh, targeted harassment ask, website mostly. It, it, really, it is, and it's. And unfortunate. if they get a hold of this podcast, we're doxed. Oh fuck yeah! Oh, we're, we're completely we're doxed. Oh, you know what? They're really nice guys. <laughs> I actually kind of well, like those dudes. <laughs> well, it's. Um, I think they're self aware enough to realize that we're just uh, we're basically trying not to eat their asshole and give them a rim job while we describe using them in this situation here. Yeah. So it's, we don't, we don't love Kiwi farms. We don't endorse anything they do. It's just unfortunate that a lot of the court documents and everything regarding what's happening here at Funimation has a mega thread on Kiwi farms that once you dig through everything is really, really useful. Yeah. It's a good, uh, like just source for the information. Okay. And so, don't go to Kiwi Farms casually, guys, because you're going to see some stuff that's going to make you doubt your humanities should exist. Yeah, like, uh, a lot of the people are like, oh, man, B is the cesspit of the internet. Like, no, Kiwi Farms is what happened when everybody on Something Awful got really smart and realized Something Awful was dying and jumped ship. If I'm not wrong, it's called Kiwi Farms because it was literally created to uh, fucking, ha- like, wrangle all the retards. Yeah. I thought it was just because it's, it's hosted it's a in Australia. Kiwi farm. Oh, maybe. I, I don't know. Oh. I don't... I See, and here we go. We don't actually know enough about Kiwi Farms to be a legitimate point of information on them. Um, but yeah, but, let's talk about the the controversy with the funnies. Okay, I hate so, them. To, to give everybody a summary, uh, Vince McMahon, the original owner of the <laughs> WWE, after he kind of stepped down a little bit for, uh, for, I think it was Big Show, I don't know, somebody to take over the WWE in his place, he <laughs> decided... He decided <laughs> Triple H. Yeah, there we go. He decided to let Triple H take over. Um, he decided to do some voice acting for Funimation, and you know he was a professional no, wrestler. Really? So, yeah. <laughs> Is this real? I don't. No. I don't know. No, it's just it's it's when I was reading the stupid uh, lawsuit, I kept reading like Vin McMonies or whatever his name is as like <laughs> Vince McMahon, and I was like, what is going on? <laughs> All right, but oh uh, yeah, Vic McNa- Vic McNyangya. It's not Vin. It's Vic. It's Vic. Just, it's, yeah, it's yeah, Vic. I, there we Mc- go. I'm fucking hell. Vic Magellan. <laughs> it's Edward from Full Metal Alchemist. Okay, that's somehow better. Uh, so Vic, uh, voice actor for Brawley. Um, leading back to the early to mid two thousands, there have been claims by other voice actors and actresses who work for, with Funimation. Who Funimation getting an English voice acting job? There's a big deal because they are the biggest. You know, they are the biggest brand. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been and allegations. For a while, I was thinking about moving to Dallas so that I could try out to be. A voice are they still actor. the biggest? I think is Crunchyroll taking them over now at this point. I, uh, I don't. I mean, I don't know. We're talking about like English voice acting. They're still the biggest. Oh, for yeah, for sure. Yeah, so uh, Vic, basically, he'd been getting allegations from the early 2000s about sexual misconduct or being sexually aggressive with his cohorts, and... Uh, it's not only, like, it's also fans, man. Like, yeah, Vic the, is a known sex pest. So, and, and, well, and here's the thing. I'm going to try to be as neutral about this as I can, because allegedly. there is yeah. there is 1,200 pages of documents regarding, like, what... like. There's literally 1,188 pages in the lawsuit of him against Funimation describing what's happening here. So this is a very, this is a very heavy topic. Uh, I'm probably going to get things wrong here. I'm going to try to stay neutral. I'm going to try to stay politically For neutral. For any claims that we, we make going forward, just know that there's a big old asterisks, allegedly. 
Yeah, there's a lot of alleged, we don't have all the information here, so we're going to do our best to wade through it, but we are probably going to fail it, and we're sorry if we do. Uh, Frog isn't sorry. Yeah, Frog is never sorry. So, Frog, uh, from what I read, early 2000s, mid-2000s, basically, and it got to realize, like, Vic Vic is not a big name in the dubs. He's Brawly. Yeah. And so he he existed in the dubs back when they did the Brawly movies, I think it was one through three. No, no, Vic Mignogna is a he's a gigantic big boy. voice actor. Yeah, he's actor. huge. Is he? Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah, he, he's Edward Elric, dude. He's Edward. Like he's he's Funimation's like go to guy. He's well, he was everywhere. Well, yeah, was obviously. Yeah. So dude, um, Vic's gig gigambo, baby. Okay. Like oh, Edward oh, Elric, you know, you know, lead character <laughs> of the most popular series of all time in the West. Well, no, but I'm I'm talking about his roles in Dragon Ball, not him as a voice well, actor. Yeah, sure, less so in Dragon Ball, but you know. Well, it, it's like the same thing as Tim Curry. Like, and I he focus... only voiced uh, he only voiced the most recent Broly, by the way. Oh, he did. No, I yeah. I, I thought he did the other Broly's. I'm dumb. No, Never mind. Whatever. Okay, so these allegations. Uh, now that he's only done the most recent Broly, these allegations seem a little bit more sensical to me, but. Basically, uh, and I'm only I'm really only targeting on the fact that he's probably it, it was a major role in the movie, but like he hasn't really interacted with the DBZ cast a lot from what I could tell. Um, basically, the DBZ cast during Kamecon or Kamehamecon, I can't pronounce it. To save I my hate life. you. Is it Kamehamecon? Like, I, what is it? <laughs> like, uh, basically, it, there was some controversy. D- Dragon Ball Con. Yeah, drag. It's, it's the Weebacon. Yeah. Um, there was, some, there was allegations by some of the female voice actresses, I believe the Bulma and the Chi-Chi voice actresses, that he was being sexually aggressive with them and with fans and they didn't want him to be at the con. The problem is Brawly is literally the headliner at the con because yeah. it's the Brawly movie. So, uh, it fucks me up you're saying they, Brawly they, instead of Broly. But go on. No, go on. Bro, I'm just, I'm just on, being petty. Come on. Yeah, come on, bro. Come on. Come on, Broly. <laughs> Broly. Uh, basically, uh, they're saying he had been sexually aggressive, and they said, hey, if he's at the con, we're actually going to pull funding from the con. Like, you know, we, we're, we're providing some financial support for the con. Uh, we're investing in it. If he shows up, we're going to pull assets from the con. And so originally, Vic wasn't going to be in the staff. Uh, he wasn't going to be on the guest list. But then they tried to compromise, and they said, okay... We will have Vic pay for security out of his own pocket for himself, basically. So we're going to penalize Vic. He's not going to make as much money, and and hopefully we can come to an agreement. Because once again, you know, it's tricky ground. If it was something where it was just like, oh, hey, you know, the Dragon Ball Super show in English, they could could cornhole Vic. But he is Broly in this situation. You can't cornhole him. Yeah. And uh, Vic went, and I guess shortly, either sometime around the con... Basically, the voice actresses made good on their word and started allegations and started basically a cancel movement against Vic. Yes. Now, it's... it's Here's it's, the... Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. I do want to just step in just real quick. The allegations in relation to Vic Mignogna have been going on for, all, I believe, almost over a decade yeah, early uh, two thousand. These are more recent allegations that have that that have been pushed forward and have caused the more bigger stink with Funimation. Well, but some like, people are like bringing the stuff up from like a long time ago that hadn't been brought up before, potentially, and stuff stuff like that's been going on. 
It's been so, uh... and and if you ask anyone in the voice acting industry uh, about their experiences with Vic, like they're like if if like I'm someone who 100 percent believes that if there's uh, you that you can't like convict someone without evidence. But there's so much smoke in the voice acting community about Vic that I'm I, I'm willing to believe that there's fire somewhere. I don't know. It's hard to tell. Um, I'm I'm staying neutral on this so that we have somebody defending Vic, somebody condemning Vic, and then you have Moth trying to stay sensible <laughs> here. Um, basically, he is now suing them for. I'm going to be the fence sitter here. I mean, we're trying not to be political and we're talking about cancel culture, which is a huge topic right now. No, yeah, for sure. I mean, like. And and so I'm I'm trying to basically make it so that nobody's opinion is invalid. No, no, for sure. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, but you yeah, talk so, about like the whole pro Jared shit too, but that's like nope, a whole different. Nope, no, nope, okay, nope, all right, nope. backing up. Nope. Let, let let me just. I will say this, even though I just said that about Vic, cancel cancel culture. It's oh, absolutely. Wait, what? Cancel wait, cancel, cancel culture. culture. What, what's that? Uh, wait, what? You just are you, you saying just had... you want to keep cancel culture a thing? <laughs> no, cancel cancel culture. Yes. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. But yeah, you said that's the say. worst. <laughs> yes. No, I said it's saying... the worst. Oh, okay. Cancel, cancel culture is the worst. Cancel culture okay. is the worst. So cancel cancel culture. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. What? Yeah. Okay. This is stupid. Right. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um. Fuck but... you. But basically, uh, cancel culture is, is a bit, um, it, it, there's a lot of difficult ground to tread. And I think what we need to remember is we need to approach every single allegation individually. Yes. Uh, because otherwise we get, we get the witch trials. We literally get the Salem mm-hmm. witch trials where it's like, oh, we killed three witches last week. Let's kill another when it's probably another innocent person. So yeah. with Vic, I don't have any opinion. I don't have a chicken in the ring here. Uh, I don't have. Uh, I, I don't have anything. Um, what I will cluck, say, cluck, motherfucker. What I will say is that the voice actors for Dragon Ball Z are getting crucified now for audio record recordings that were made previously in the past. Mm, yeah, it's been blowing up on Twitter. <laughs> so it's it's what what's difficult for me to differentiate here is the voice actors and the Funimation crew for Dragon Ball Z have always been flamboyant and loud. And we have these voice recordings all the way back to the 90s of them basically doing Team Four Star-esque escapades mm-hmm. where they're voice acting their character and they're making jokes and they're making, you know, sexual innuendos. Um, it, it doesn't it doesn't free Vic from the allegations because it's not just them condemning him of sexual allegations. It is a lot of people. If it was just them, though, with the way they act... Uh, Vic would be much more justified or less vilified, if you ask me. Because I think there's a world of difference yeah. between between like what Vic is being accused of and uh, blooper reels. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, I, I, I looked a little bit into it. I'm not talking about the blooper reels. Because the blooper okay. reels, everybody's allowed to see whatever they want in private to an extent. I, I, and really, I can't even think of what the extent is. But, like, everyone's allowed to say what they want in private. The problem is there's videos uh, at fan cons of Vic having makeout sessions initiated on him by female voice actors. Or, like, uh, a female voice actor telling her or telling him to spank her, like, during a con for entertainment purposes. That's that's what I'm talking about. Like, I feel weird with them. Come Like, if that was it, like, I would feel weird with sexual allegations against Vic. But we have... 
tons of fans. We have previous voice actors, everybody in the industry coming out against him. I'm just saying the Funimation Dragon Ball Z team didn't do themselves any favors. I guess fair, but like, and, and I've, I've heard that one or two things that were said were like really kind of damning, but at the same time, I, I, like the number of times I've like I've made YouTube videos, the number of times I just said some like awful bullshit just to have it on the recording and giggle at and then delete. Like it's a like it's, oh yeah, it happens all the time. Yeah, and that's why I said <laughs> I'm not condemning them for their voice recordings at all. Uh, I'm mad at them for what we've seen in public, like their public appearances. They are a very sexually charged uh, group. Like they they do a lot of their entertainment around sex. And so just those guys claiming Vic was uh, sexually assaulting them didn't have a lot of credence with me, but... I think there's there's a big difference between these people are sexual in public and Vic, like, being an alleged sex pest. Well, now what do you mean by sex pest? Like, explain that to me, because I'm not getting a good visual in my mind. Uh, He's uh, alleged. He's very uncouth with people who do not want to be uncouth with him okay so he is very forward and he's very pushy yeah that's that's a good way to put it right and so um in in this case from you know it's 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 difficult people who who are uh who are sexually uh forward and aggressive against people who don't want to initiate or engage in those kind of things with somebody uh they they need to stop so it's it appears Vic is in a bad spot because pretty much everybody who's worked with him has come out and said like, "Hey, Vic is uh, Vic's not a good guy," um, and now he's and now he's uh, suing because his acting his voice acting career is over at this point. Like, yeah, most likely. So I what I'm getting from this lawsuit is regardless of who's right and who's wrong, Vic is trying to make a nest egg before he goes to work at Subway for the rest of his life with the other <laughs> sex offender. God, could you imagine walking into fucking uh, with the other sex offender? But could you imagine walking into a fucking subway and Edward Edward Alec is making your foot long? <laughs> it's like you give me five dollars, I give you a foot long. That's the law of equivalent exchange, boys. Jeez. And then he just fucking pulls the knife out and stabs you in the chest. Now we're gonna make a homunculus. <laughs> so. Oh. So yeah, from, from one terrible corporation run terribly and doing terrible things to another, <laughs> let's talk about fucking Disney guys. Oh boy! Oh, so be- before we go to Disney, because that was a good transfer. Um, that 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 covers it though. Like, yeah, yeah, Vic, for the most part, it's just Vic, like very upsetting. very promiscuous guy. Uh, it was unfortunate that the Dragon Ball cast uh, were the ones who called him on it because that put a lot of doubt on the allegations. Unfortunately. But I just think like the people who are defending Vic are looking for anything they can defend defend Vic with. And I'm not I'm not I don't think he should be running out of voice acting. I think he should just stop being a dick. But like these, I don't know. this it's, is not this is not what where I've seen, you can find ground to defend him with. I I don't know. I I don't necessarily agree with that either. It's just it's 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 a weird scenario where people are coming forth in both sides that have kind of convincing stuff in several different ways i don't know if you saw like that one girl who got used in an article against vic who was just a huge vic stan and she like spoke out against it 
No, I, I, I haven't followed it that closely. It was like this, there was like this one girl who got put in, like I think it was a Kotaku article. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. But uh, some article that used a picture of her and Vic and blurred out her face as if she didn't want to be there. <laughs> and it was like, no, that's not how it worked or went at all. And it, it was stuff like that going on. So point is people are pe- there are people making up a lot of fake bullshit about it is, is my kind of my point so it's it's hard to see who's yeah, def- definitely like that, that's why i say yeah. i don't i don't think vic should lose like his career yeah i just think he should stop being a fucking pest well and that's that's the thing with with cancel culture though um i would say if vic met one of two qualifiers and he could meet both but if he met one of two i think his voice acting career should be done uh, the first qualifier is if he ever used his position of authority to get sex, and that's basically like, "Hey, uh, you know, I'm Edward Elric. Have you ever, uh, have you ever had sex with a voice actor before?" Like, you know, and 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 uh, somebody who might not have had, you know, been wanting to have sex that day would be like, "Oh, it's it's you. Yeah, you're this guy I really look up to. If this is the only way I can interact with you is while you're balls deep in me, I, I guess this is what I'm gonna get." Like, that's that's not okay. That's that's yeah. not okay. That 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 should end his career. And if he did actually uh, commit any level of sexual assault, his career should be ended. Um, I I am a firm believer, and briefly, you know, the, the pro Jared thing. We won't actually talk about it, but like where he abused his power. If you have any kind of power and you abuse it, you do not deserve to have that power, and it should be taken away from you. I agree. Uh, I just, I would want to see more evidence of him, uh, abusing his power. And, and I guarantee you, Vic has been like, Hey baby, I'm Edward Elric. Let me suck your titties. Well, how do you know that? I, I guarantee that's happened. But that's I also fair. think that's happened with every other big voice actor because you're, you're just like, it, it, cause it happens with artists. It happens like with, with like, uh, <laughs> I go well, back to a well, Patton there, Oswalt there's, joke. There's, there's a difference between groupies and people who are like, I literally want to have sex with you because of who you are. And somebody who's like, Hey, I just want to spend time with my idol. Oh, I can only have spent time with them if I have sex with them. Okay. There, there's your difference. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely agree. Like gr- there's so many people. Oh, well, Say I was a big fan of Vic and I wanted to just fuck him and I saw him and he wanted to fuck me and we fucked fine. But if, if there's any level of manipulation there, fucking go away. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, I, I kind of, I kind of realized a new fetish the other day and we're going to, we're like, before (laughs) we talk about Disney, uh, we need to talk about this fetish. Um, I, I've decided like voice actors are super hot to me now because you think about Mm -hmm. it, like. You know, me growing up, like, my first and only waifu, really, ever, uh, has always been Ryoko Watabi from Tenshi Muyo. Now, like, you know, the voice actress, I think she's, like, in her 40s now, but, you know, she's still pretty good looking. She's gorgeous, uh, from what I recall. Like, imagine, like, you just get approached by someone who's your favorite character on a TV show, and they're like, hey, you want to get some nookie? And I promise to be in that character's voice the whole time. Like, mm. like that's just... I mean, you get that? You get that? Or am I going nuts? Moth, do you f- do you see? Do you feel it? That's me giving you the biggest high five you've ever had in your life, <laughs> right? Like this. This is something. This is untapped. Like we've never talked about. Like you know, like give me that ASMR of Ryoko yeah, talking me in or something. I was just about to say like, if 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 any of these uh, like not even like they don't have to be attractive, just like their voices uh, like are characters that you're into. If they just got on there and had an ASMR channel, I'd be like. 
This is the 10 hour I talk about how you're a Baka. Uh, Shinji, yeah. fuck you. Yeah. It's like, oh. <laughs> no, but uh, get in, actually. Get in the robot, Shinji. Your parents don't love you. Well, well, this is actually, uh, this already exists uh, with a lot of the idol stuff they do, like the idol mm-hmm. animes and whatnot. They actually have CDs and uh, basically audio Dude, recordings. Dude, Kazuna I the other day uh, uh, released a YouTube video, and I don't know what it says, but it's her making a sleepy phone call to you. Oh. <laughs> well, that's the thing. The Japanese idols already do that, where you can buy CD recordings of them just, like, talking to you and telling you about their day and stuff like that. So, like, this isn't a I'm huge a- leap for me. Like, let's 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 get these careers back and running, like... That, yeah, like, if if you're, like, I'm going to tell you right now, I would love an ASMR recording of, like, Ty from Digimon just being like, hey, we can do it, guys. Just put that on in the background. Just t- have him talking to Agumon. Be fucking awesome. Hey, one sec, one sec. Uh, let's, let's talk about Disney, and while we're doing that, I'm going to look up Ryoko's English voice actor. Are we on Disney now? Okay. Yeah. People on Twitter, it's- shut up. <laughs> don't fucking understand <laughs> here's the thing i see so many people who are like who like speak out against like uh super capitalist monopolies all the time on twitter who are super like quote-unquote woke or whatever and then who bitch and whine about how oh, sony bought my, my my spider-man back oh what am i gonna do oh like do you realize uh, disney owns a quarter of the fucking world now like it's yeah like it's it's so like and it's it's oh like I I'm gonna jump into Moth's shoes real quick. It's totally fabricated, and Disney created this entire thing. <laughs> oh, absolutely! To try and absolutely, and, uh, it's a marketing scheme. Sony. and it fucking worked. You played in their hands, dumbasses. You're stupid. Like, don't get me like the idea that Sony owns the rights to Spider-Man. Yeah, because Marvel in the '90s was a dumb fucking sold the rights. Oh yeah. They, like, the fact that, uh, the idea that they're wrong for not agreeing to a deal that would have boned them out of a bunch of money yep. is li- ridiculous. It's weird. And not it's only crazy. that, like, the, it, it's so fucking weird that we're at the point where we have to defend Sony as if, if have... it's an independent <laughs> fucking <laughs> I know, it's not, yeah, I know, right? Sony's also, like, not, like, a fucking angel either. They're a giant, huge, multi-billion dollar company, of course, but, no, like... this is this is literally the lesser of two evils that we have. Yeah, pretty much, basically. Because yeah. Disney is... I, I, I said a quarter of the world, and I'm not... That was obviously an exaggeration, but it's not an exaggeration because they own, a, I think, one-fourth of all, like, entertainment production in the world. Well, and that's the thing. Of that entertainment entertainment production, that's, like, two-thirds of American entertainment. Yes, it's so much. And you have and to realize, you- like, that one-fourth, we're talking about, like, them versus <laughs> Bollywood. Yeah. Like... And the so, entirety of J- Japanese and Chinese media, like, do you know what the single most ironic thing about the whole Disney Sony situation is? Mm. What? Without uh, Disney's uh, pushing of their draconian copyright laws to protect their 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 precious mouse, Spider Man would have become public domain like five years ago. Oh yeah. Well, there's, I, I, I think, uh, and I, I really don't want to talk into something I don't know a whole lot about, but we do have the, uh, we do have public domain. And I think some IPs should be protected by public domain. Like if Disney mm-hmm. wants to say, hey, we want Mickey Mouse and the Mickey Mouse crew to represent Disney and therefore not be public domain, 
that's totally fine. But you I know, think it, I think if I think when it comes to public domain, I I'm 100 with the original rules where it's like after someone dies plus a certain number of years, like the creator dies plus a certain number of years, it should become public domain. Like, did you know? Did you know that Popeye? is public domain and you can just upload that shit with no like legal issues but like it's just it's just public domain you can just download it for free and you won't get in trouble you're just you're missing something here the fact that disney is so protected of their copyright though and they're like so on top of it means that i don't have to see source filmmaker porn of mickey mouse and goofy (laughs) (laughs) you are not looking hard enough my friend i feel like i should choose not to I'm really choosing not to. <laughs> I feel like I should clarify a little bit. Like, I'm not saying that you don't like. You shouldn't be disappointed that you're not going to get any Tom Holland. I, I actually think he's still involved, but like, you know, they're not involved because I. Yeah, I know the movies are good. Tom Holland's good in Spider-Man. The Marvel movies are good. I like Marvel movies too. I'm not like a. I'm not going to judge people for that, but like, it's it feels almost selfish to me that you're willing to just sell your soul to like a huge corporate entity that just so you can have more spider means these are the same type of people that still haven't stopped reading harry potter (laughs) all right let's uh, we're we're risking which is also owned by disney (laughs) is it really probably (laughs) we are risking getting a little bit political on this one though i thought wait wait i thought it was owned by warner brothers yeah i'm gonna check that real quick i'm pretty sure warner brothers is owned by Disney. harry potter wait who owns who owns Harry Potter? Who owns Harry Potter? Uh, By the way, uh, while he's looking up who owns Harry Potter, back to the voice acting thing, because I, I really need to hit this one. Um, I just have respect for the pioneers of Japanese dubs. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I, I was actually like, I was I was looking at it the other day because I got really big back into Tenchi Muyo after our previous discussion. And... Uh, I was listening to like the English and the Japanese voice actors and having a woman with a straight face just say like, I want to bear his children. Like, <laughs> just, I got to give her props. Okay, Mom, I agree with you. Ryoko, like, not my wifey from that show, but I get it. I do. Dude, I'm looking at the actress right now. She's 64, and she is still gorgeous. Like, she comes to SenshiCon, she's like, you know, talking to me with that Ryoko voice. It's over for me. I'm dead. <laughs> I'm dead in the water. My wife knows. By the way. You just wa- <laughs> uh, it's Go owned ahead, by bro. Warner Brothers, who's owned by Warner Media. It was owned by AT&T. Oh, good, 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 good. So the other demonic entity owns Yeah. Them. One of the giant all corporations. All corporations are bad. I say this completely yeah, oh, unironically. I mean, anyway, dumb. Astral Chain, guys. Oh yeah, that's a game. No, no, you no, guys no, have no, switches. No, no, no. I don't have. No, no, no. Those. We are not jumping Astral Chain. We're not jumping. Yeah. Okay. We're really gonna hit on the. No, no I'm kidding. Let's talk Astral <laughs> okay, Chain. <yeah. laughs> I don't Astral have a switch, good. so I don't have much to say here. I I don't uh, even like platinum games that much, so it's it's just like go away for well, fuck. Cancel like plat- frog hashtag cancel frog. I'm not. Even, I don't I, dislike them. I just haven't really played many of them. I played a tiny bit of Metal Gear Rising and didn't go far. Well, that's because Metal Gear what is it? Revengeance or whatever. Metal Gear Rising that Revengeance. Platinum? That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that one's not very good. <laughs> I've I've heard people say it's some of their favorites, and some well, some people say it's their favorite platinum game actually. In, in my opinion, it's probably one of the weaker Platinum games. I'll say that. <laughs> they did a Ninja Turtles game, a Legend of Korra game, and those games... Like, I like the Legend of Korra game, but those games is poo-poo. Yeah, but those are like B-list games. 
Like, you're saying it's one of their worst ones, and I just right, named that's, two that's games fine. Way it's worse. one of their worst A-list titles. Meanwhile, you got stuff like uh, uh, Nier Automata, which is literally one of the best games I've ever played. Wait, did, did they do that? Kind of I thought Square yeah. Enix did that. No, what? Yeah, Square, no. Uh, Platinum d- d- developed it. Square yeah, yeah, Enix Plat- funded it. Yeah, okay. Platinum just is like a company for hire, basically. They just... Um, people people hire them and they make games for their properties. And then I think just recently they're actually trying to go uh, go solo. Yeah, they're trying to go. They're trying to create their own own IP, which is good because the way they the, the way that they created Bayonetta, Sega owns Bayonetta, and they don't want that to ever happen again. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say um, just just as a disclaimer, I tend to wait about three years when I can get the the game for like twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm so I, I, I don't way. I don't have a lot of weight in the astral chain yet. You haven't played any of it? No, I have not played any of it. Uh I'm still actually working my way through Fire Emblem, believe it or not. I haven't bought I haven't played Fire Emblem, but I will say Astral Chain is fucking sick, dude. It's it's the best way like I I'm stealing this from another podcast I listen to. It's Popo's Bizarre Adventure. Popo's Bizarre Adventure. Because it's police. Yes. Okay. Okay. It's you. Ha- I was thinking you, like Mr. Popo, and I was like, I'm pretty sure that'd <laughs> be way better. It's Blackface Bizarre Adventure. Oh boy. Yes. It does have to do with the Popo. But like, it's it's super great. Like, you have free control over your fucking police stand. It comes in multiple flavors that you unlock as you play the game. You actually go on police investigations, and it's actually kind of fun. It's it's so. It just and, and you know what the craziest thing about it? It's only thirty FPS, but it looks amazing. Oh, well, I mean, it's it's a console. I'm I'm kind of at the point where I don't expect anything of a console. That's fair, <laughs> and probably. Like, and I am a console boy. Well, Astro Chain's I'm, fucking amazing, though. Like, I'm sitting uh, here like I, I'm literally. I, I bought the the blocks last month to liquid cool like my graphics card and my CPU. Like I'm actually cooling the motherboard too. So like to me, it's just like, oh, look at you poor, you know, you know, thirty <laughs> framers. And meanwhile, I've spent like almost four grand on my PC, and I'm just like, whoops. You fucking oh. insolent fools! Bow before my liquid coolant ass. <laughs> but. Uh, the, <laughs> The reason we're actually talking about Astral Chain this episode, um, and and I think I've talked about this on the podcast before. At one point, I was actually a game reviewer, and while I never, uh, while I never, you know, I was on a B list site, like maybe even a C list site. But at the end of the day, we got a hundred thousand unique views a month from people who used our site as some relevant, uh, rel- you know, they liked us. Um, before I did that, I wrote for We Got This Covered, and We Got This Covered is a huge just. It's an ad playground. Like, I have to put ad blocker on. And they've, like, hidden ads within ads to the point where even with ad blocker, you get spammed with ads. Wild. Uh, but I was given uh, – we got this covered. They would just assign me games at one point. I wouldn't even ask for them. They'd be like, hey, we got this game. Do you want to review it? And I got this space civilization game. It was you build ships. You build your fleet. I can't even remember what the game was. But it was at the time in the – Homeworld? No, it was the early 2010s. Um it was just, you know, it was a Wild West where, like, people were just throwing games out there. It was about the time Final Fantasy XIV first launched. Endless Space? Uh, it might have been Endless Space, but I'm... It, it, no, this is, like, it, this is a... The game was 30 bucks when it launched. Like, it was not a big title. 
I don't. Uh, but know. you build your own ships. You build your own fleets. Like there was a lot of versatility to it. Like you could actually uh, control the levels in which your like vehicles could thrust. Like what kind of mm-hmm. engines they had on them. Like it, it was very much a more uh, complex version of Stellaris before Stellaris came out. Oh yeah. Okay. And I remember being so overwhelmed by this game that I had to bring in a friend. And I was like, hey, man, can you play this game with me? Like, this is not my forte. Uh, What do I do? And so he played it and he explained it to me. And I always have been of the opinion that uh, transparency is the best policy. So in my review, I literally wrote like, hey, this game wasn't for me. I couldn't get into it. I couldn't figure out what the hell I was doing. I brought a friend in from my friend's input and from him as a specialist in these types of games. We've decided to give this game a 6.5. Mm-hmm. Huh. Apparently that was a terrible idea, <laughs> and I got canned from we get th- we got this covered for my terrible review for apparently not being an adequate reviewer. Wacky. That's that's wild. Yeah. Well, okay. The reason I'm bitter about this is because the guy who reviewed Astral Chain, his name uh, will not be mentioned. The dude is three years younger than me. Like you know, not that that means anything, but I. I kind of get, I'm at that age where I'm not really willing to accept the fact that I'm almost 30 yet and that a lot of people (laughs) in the media industry are going to be younger than me. As soon as you hit 30, your bones are going to dissolve. But yeah, it's, it's, it's scary. But like the guy who reviewed it, uh, I think they clearly discovered that he did not play the game on any difficulty other than one of the two easier difficulties. Cause there's four difficulty settings, right, Mike? Uh, I have only, like, there is, I, there's probably four, I've only seen, uh, three, you know how Platinum are about unlocking difficulties, so there could be four. Okay. Um, basically, I guess on the lower difficulty settings, they do not give you a ranking system at the end of the missions and stuff like that? Yeah, there's two, there's, there's, uh, there's three difficulties that I know of. The first one, like, it's, it, this is, it doesn't even default to this difficulty. When you start the game, it defaults to the medium difficulty. The first difficulty is straight up, this is, this is game reviewer mode. It is, it literally plays the game for you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, the second difficulty, you play the game yourself, but there's no rankings. And then the third difficulty, which is hard mode, there are rankings. Yeah. So, um, it just bothers you know, me that, like, you, yeah, so so keep going. I'll, review, I'll be my piece afterwards. He, he wrote a review and then I had to go to his Twitter to see, cause like, if you get, you can get crucified today. Like you, oh, you yeah. really can for having a bad review. Um, he wrote this Astral Chains review and people have pretty much said to like him to the independent, cause this is where the review came out of. I'm not going to say his name. I'm just going to say he writes for the independent. Um, he, Pretty much they're like, hey, you played this on easy mode and you're complaining that it's a button masher. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like I, I get it. There are games that are not for everyone. I do not like Diablo style games. I will say that like right out. They're good games. They're not for me. Like loot like, games? The uh, I like loot games. because Oh, I you like, mean like uh, top down dungeon crawlers? Yeah, I, I really don't. I, I actually don't even really dig Baldur's Gate all that much. I like Neverwinter's Night, but I never like Baldur's Gate. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, there's a level that I just, I can't deal with in certain games. He should have ducked out. Like Definitely. he, he did not give it a good review. And, and I, I think I said this before once, but there's a point where like, if you stretch outside the norm, like if the game's an eight, if the game gets an eight on Metacritic and you give it between a six and a 10, you're safe. Him giving it a two, that was scrutiny territory. Like, yeah, see, that's, um, 
I do think, like, especially with reviews, there is kind of a an expectation to buck the trend, and to a, a point, like that makes that, that makes a little bit of sense. Uh, like, I I actually I absolutely cannot stand. Like we brought up Pro uh, Pro Jared earlier, he gave Metal Gear Revi- R- uh, Rising Revengeance like a two, and I know Mom, you don't <laughs> like that game. But I don't love that game, but I'm not going to pretend it's. I know not people a that seven. have criticized him more over that review than any of the drama that involved him over the past couple months. I, I, <laughs> I saw a tweet, uh, like a reply to his recent tweet. Um, that was like, "All right, I can, I can forgive you for all this, but I can't forgive you for giving it MGR too." <laughs> so that's so. So like, I think I, I think what happened here is this dude really ah, he he stepped out of line. I think uh, if a game like. You can tell when a game is not for you, and you can all. And I, I even like, like you said, Matthew, you're talking about that game that you reviewed earlier. You could tell that game wasn't for you, and you grab someone else to help you. That's fine. Like, I think if your game is not for you, but you can tell there's something there. Pass it off to someone else. You wouldn't catch my fat ass hasn't watched a sport in, since he was like fucking in second grade. You wouldn't catch me uh, uh, playcasting for a sports game, but you 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 will totally see me jump at the chance to review the latest flavor of Dorito. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, I I get it. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. So uh, ultimately, this guy. I don't know if he should be canned for it because maybe I'm just bitter that I got canned for something as simple as like messing up a review once. But like, this is, this is the thing. My wife and I were discussing this the other night. Game reviewers are now a joke. We've, we've talked about this. I actually remember we've talked about this because of IGN. Uh, game reviewers are a joke. At this point, if you want to get an accurate review of a game, go to YouTube, find a YouTuber who specializes in that. Like find a guy, if you're curious about survival crafting games, find a guy who has 20 arc videos, find a guy who has 30 rust videos and see what he has to say. Cause he will give you the review that says like, look, I play a lot of these games. This game has animal taming, but it doesn't have poop flinging. Like, you know, they'll tell you what you need to know. I'll go a step further. Uh, go to YouTube Look up a game, and if you see, and, and a lot of people, like, I hate people who criticize long analysis, because there, there is bad at long analysis, but if you look up a, a, a game, and you see that there's an hour-long analysis of it, don't have to watch the analysis, but think to yourself, there's a lot to say about this, maybe I should listen to that person. Like, I, in the past couple of weeks, I watched a five-hour analysis of Persona 5. Yeah. And it was awesome. You, show, you showed it to me. I actually watched like twenty minutes of it because I don't really care about Persona Five, but it it looked well informed. It he went through, dude. With most of the video is him going through and ex, like talking about the confidants and explaining which ones were well written and which ones were poorly written, and like it's oh, it's so good. It was exactly what I wanted in an analysis, and then on Twitter. Literally every single person who found, stumbled upon this analysis was goofing on him for analy- doing a five-hour an- an- analysis on this fucking 120-hour game. Oh, yeah, fuck off like, with that fuck shit. yourself. It's like, oh, you put work in? Oh. Dude was working on that. Dude was working on that for, like, at least the past year. I know because I talked to him. How just dare you just try really hard at doing something? I, I watched a nine-hour analysis of Dark something- Souls 2, man. <laughs> 
Well, okay, you need that. You need a nine-hour analysis of Dark Souls 2. You need, like, a 30-hour analysis of all three Dark Souls games. And then you need another guy who's, like, got his pygmy buddy, and you're going to put the pygmy on the stage so he can talk about Demon Souls. I watched a fucking, and I think it's the same one Frog's talking about. Yeah. There's a 10-hour counter-analysis to yeah. someone else's Dark Souls 2 Oh, yeah, analysis. so H-Bomber guy, well, I, I think he's actually a pretty good content creator, but he has a... Man, some of his videos are just badly informed, man. <laughs> and you know what's weird? Like his social, like his his more socially conscious videos are fine, but it, almost every time he talks about a video game, it's the worst it's, take. I've yeah, ever yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know I, what it, what I, I actually don't want to throw it? any shade at him because I actually think he's very entertaining. Even his Dark Souls two video is still entertaining as hell, despite being well, you can garbage. You can be entertaining, but not well versed. Exactly, because Dark Souls two. That's my like, role well, on the podcast, is to be entertaining but not well-informed, and <laughs> yeah, we know this. You know, uh, I'll just give you an example of one, like, one of his opinions, Moth, and I think it, I think even you will internally cringe. So you know how in Dark Souls 2, like in Dark Souls 1, if you like look at the world in like a 3D map, uh, mm-hmm, yeah, everything yeah, yeah. is connected pretty seamlessly. Uh, there are a yeah. few examples where like it overlaps, and it's kind of ugly, but if you look at Dark Souls 2, it's just everywhere all over the place and he had this opinion was like well that's you know that's a good thing because you know the world <laughs> is invoking this dreamlike experience and you know the world folding in on itself and not being cohesive you know that I really like adds to the I, I like this i'm digging this opinion the term actually. he used Fuck was beautiful inconsistency or something <laughs> oh no no no, no, no. Yeah. It, was, it was beautiful incoherence it was like oh like the time, uh, my favorite example that's like one everyone points to is that uh, you beat like the poison area and you take an elevator. Like it's like you take an elevator that uh, you you go to the top of this very big large mountain and you find an elevator that goes up. And you're like, oh, what the hell? You must be going to the top of the mountain. And once you reach the top, you've reached this giant lava lake with a castle on it. <laughs> and it's the most. <laughs> and he's praising it, and like he also like the 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 fact that uh, uh, enemies despawn. He's like, this is a really good like set your own difficulty. Uh, it's like no, it just I hate you. No shade, H Bomber guy. I think he's very entertaining. No, I I like I actually don't find anything wrong with what you guys have. Okay, that that's because that, there. To be fair, that that point is a little more subjective. You can like anything, right? But he, there is some there's some shit in that video, man. <laughs> H Bomber guy. I genuinely love him and his content. Yeah, same. Uh, his uh, video on climate oh. change was fucking hilarious. Oh, it's so good. Well, now, guys, 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 we have to we have to give credence to the best Dark Souls content creator, and that uh, is the Prude. The Prude, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he prude. made those like SFM animations that are classic yeah. now. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, that's pretty good. So speaking of of other dark things that are a little bit muddy, uh, I watched a classic anime from 2004, The Count oh, of Monte Cristo. Oh, you mean during the dark time of anime? Yes. In fact, I was going to bring it up earlier while we were talking about that, because it's, it's the perfect example of that dark time you're talking about. In okay, fact, go ahead. You, you may want to watch it like just to get like a feel, because it's, this anime is insane. First off, it's based off of one of the most famous stories of revenge, The Count of Monte Cristo. Have either of you ever read this? No. I mean, I'm a, I'm aware of it. Okay, here's the plot. For I've heard time. of it before. So, guy is jealous. Another dude has a hot wife. So, guy gets the other dude sent to prison. 
While the other dude is in prison, he learns Brazilian jiu-jitsu, grappling, and like how to write, how to read and write from this other guy in prison. And while he's in prison, he coops up this plan to get revenge. So he gets out of prison and he creates a false identity for himself. By the way, his wife and kids think he's died in like a weird pedophile ring well, break. Actually, so, uh, they aren't. He doesn't have any kids. The the it's just they were gonna get married and right. at their like celebration of their marriage, uh, he gets arrested. But go on. Right, right, right. So in this time, while he's been in prison, his wife has basically ended up with his rival. Uh, and they've had a family, they've started a life, but this guy's bitter. He's embittered. So he takes his Krav Maga training, he takes his, like, art of feng shui training he figured out, and <laughs> he straight shui. up... He rearranges he, their house to death. He straight up, Phantom of the Opera murders this dude at, like, his own, like, party. And then he goes up to the woman, he's like, Hey, I killed that other guy, I'm back, baby. But then he realizes that she has baggage, i.e. kids, and breaks their necks, too. They get <laughs> married and start a whole new family together. Like one that, does. That is not the count of... Like, like, like whenever Moth describes anything, he's about 40% correct. <laughs> uh, so, in... The anime version of the Count of Monte Cristo, it's it's sci-fi-ified. Like instead of it's really weird. Instead of taking place in eighteen hundred France, it takes place in like the thirty eighteen hundred France, uh, and it's it's really odd because there's like there's things that mesh with like the French oldness. Like there's a, a aristocracies and there's a coup d'état and there's a bunch of like old classic French shit. Well, at the same time, they're talking about taking trips to fucking the moon and, <laughs> and like the, it, like the guy in prison, like I don't, in the original story, I think, yeah, he just trains, but in the anime, he gets possessed by a fourth dimensional revenge demon. Uh, as Gankatsuo. one does. <laughs> So, like, it's it's this... Most of what he said is true. So, basically, way back when, he gets framed for being involved with the French prince's assassination attempt. Meanwhile, he actually had documents that prove a judge was actually involved with the assassination. And he hands... After being arrested, hands over the documents to that judge... And the two people that frame him were his best friend who was in love with his fiance, and a person who worked underneath him on a uh, ship who basically was caught forging documents and he wanted to send him away. And the entire show is him coming back into their lives and seeking revenge against them, but it's told through the perspective of the son of the guy who stole his wife. I don't know why and I thought you were just going to stop there, like, it, of the son. <laughs> yeah, just, just, <laughs> wow, this is some crazy shit. I don't shit. know where my mind went, but that's just... But, like, it's wild, this anime. It's it's both the ugliest and most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Like, it's it's got this weird thing where... You know how in old cartoons, instead of having a character be a color, they would just make it a background and it would move along with them? Yeah. That's, that's every single character. That's their hair, their clothes, uh, the background sometimes. And it it's it's ugly and beautiful. There are moments where... Like, there's this great moment where he... Oh, a character is basically... Uh, they're threatening to kill themselves with poison 
And the guy that they're threatening to do that with, he's like, yeah, so do it. So I don't have to deal with you. And in, in having seen that, she's, she, she's like, has a mental breakdown and the colors from the background as the scene's going on and she's like having this breakdown, they come off uh, the, the background kind of fades away and she's just awash in these colors and it's like really moody and cool. But then like next scene, we're looking at shitty 3d cars racing down a really bright street (laughs) and it's really jarring. Like it's, it is all over the place and it's awesome. Like if you've never read the count of Monte Cristo, it's totally worth watching because how he gets revenge is wild. And it's not like, it's not a story that like says, Hey, revenge is cool. It doesn't take that point of view, but it also doesn't demonize the count for doing what he's doing. It's, it's much more multifaceted than just that. It is watch the Monte Monte, the count of Monte Cristo. It is on a crunchy roll. I would actually, I think there's a dub. I'd probably recommend watching the dub just because it's 2003. Not only that, but like all the characters also have English names, so and they pronounce it Japanesely. So like uh, Eugenia and uh, the main character, his name is uh, Albert, but they call him Alberto or not Alberto, but uh, I don't remember how they say it. But they because uh, and there's France. It's really fucking weird. I would recommend if there's a dub, watch that. But man, I I honestly cannot recommend the show enough. It's it's wild. It's a time capsule from 2004. <laughs> like everything that was bad about anime from that time is there. And everything that was good about anime from that time is there. It's, it's a ride guys. Oh, and there's, there's also CG mech battles, which what? they use in place of gentleman duels. <laughs> like, you know, that, that to me, that, that was just uh that was Gundam wing though. Where Someone they slaps him with a white glove and then gets into a yes! fucking mech and yes! shoots him with an assault that rifle. That literally happens. Oh my the, God. He, he throws, he, after he, after the main character finds out the count is a meanie bad guy, he throws a white glove at him <laughs> and he's like, I challenge you to a duel. We'll meet tomorrow at five in our armor. And then he just gets into a giant night robot. And <laughs> that sounds, that sounds amazing. <laughs> it is. It's great. <sighs> it's right, it's I'll... got and it has some really good sci-fi in it too like the like they change a lot of the original story to make it fit to this anime yeah i really it's it's really good it's really fun okay man that's that sounds wild <laughs> it, it's really good we'll give it a shot yeah um, you know what fuck it i'll, I'll try yeah, it. Yeah, well, I mean, I'll try why not i got nothing else to watch on crunchyroll right now now uh real quick we uh, before we wrap up, we do have some questions to go over. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, number one most pressing question we were asked was asked last Saturday, and it's by Donk. And wait, the what? question is why gay? Oh yeah, Moth, do you have an answer for this one? Yes, uh, because I'm into bodybuilding. <laughs> Good reason. I uh, I'm gay because I'm into bodybuilders. Uh, That's not true. I like softball. Frog's gay because he's in bodybuilders. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to parse what you just said. I mean, <laughs> I was about to talk about stuff I'm not allowed to talk about. Yeah, right. 
Um, moving on, uh, <laughs> our friend Medivac has asked, why so much hate for Fire Force? And he goes on to ask, uh, it seems to take itself seriously enough for its subject matter. It is very well animated. The characters are fleshed out enough to make a good story. I'll tackle this one at a time, like each of these points. Yeah, uh, uh, I actually just, I want to remove one of the points and the rest of it falls apart, actually. Uh, let's just start okay. from the start here. It seems to take itself seriously enough for its subject matter. I don't understand the sense. I think he's well, talking well, about how, like, it doesn't, like, glorify the fact that they're killing people. It's, it's, it, it does have a bit oh, of a somber yeah, tone yeah, at yeah, times. For sure. That's, that's fair. Um, yeah, I mean, the second the tone episode is good. when they're in the house, I mean, that was actually really impressive. Even then, yeah, the tone definitely. is inconsistent because it'll go from that to booby. <laughs> Whoa, she's, she's got boobs. Oh, she slipped on touch. Oh, my God. Oh, your, your pervy power is activated. You made me to touch your fair, boobles. To be fair, Demon Slayers does that as well, where they jump what? from what? comedy to seriousness. Oh, yeah, and here's the thing. You, you can you can do, like, comedic breaks. You can have comic relief, but it's so jarring in, in Fire Force to me. I don't know. Obviously, it's a subjective thing, but that's how I feel. Um... Yeah, um. So yeah, uh, I would say that yeah, I agree with you there. Um, my my biggest complaint, I think, and and take the the it's very well animated out of the equation, because sure it's very well animated, but then let's go back and look at the manga, which we isn't very well animated because it's not animated. Is the plot, the story, the characters, and everything but the animation good? And the answer comes down to no. No one's going to yeah. say it's not well animated. It's really well animated. It's really nice. It's got good visuals, but even nothing to else that, is worthwhile. Even to that, I, I have a little... against yeah, that. Even to that, I actually have some contention. Not because most individual animated shots in, in isolation look good. And that's something, right? That's, that's not bad. But when you put them together, a lot of the times, there are very jarring directing and storyboarding decisions that Mike has pointed out before. Uh, so... There's a couple I, I actually, shots in episode, th- I want to say three, where like he's uh, where like Obi is walking, and then in the next shot, he's it, we have the same perspective of him, and he's already at Shinra, and it's very it, stuff yeah. like that. Um, it's hard to kind of describe that audi- audibly, but because because Medivac he specifically asked me, or no, he specifically mentioned that uh, we called it noisy. I'm gonna correct you on that. I said the animation was noisy. Yes. And I feel like that needs to be explained. I don't think that, like... Because if you just hear me say noisy, you might think I'm talking about the first episode of Black Clover. No. <laughs> the It's it's not... There's no... If I had if I was going to describe oh, it... Oh, you, you think you misinterpreted like, your noise as literal noise? Yeah, I think, I think so. Or, or maybe not even literal noise, but just so much that... Uh, he, he doesn't really get the complaint there, which is why I'm going to expound on it. When I say that the animation is noisy, I mean, uh, a better way to put it maybe, uh, would be it's busy. It's not, it's, it goes all over the place. There's no consistency. The, the Sakuga moments, the moments that look the best, they don't act like, yeah, sure. There's fluid movement. Like, have both of y'all watched the most recent episode? Uh, I uh actually no, didn't I dropped it. it. Yeah, I was the like, I, the most, should I watch the it? Recent episode has a like a really good, uh, like a, a really adequate like moment where Shinra shoot, swoops out of the sky and like the the heat, the fire from his feet, kind of like uh, turn into wings as he's flowing downwards, and his face like is in shadows, but you can see his creepy grin. It looks really cool, 
and he slowly stomps down on this guy, and it then cuts to, uh, he, he, he looks at the girl with the pervy ability, and he's like, hey, are you okay? And it cuts to her face, and it's this really well-animated, like, scene of her just being like, eh, eh, no, and she just starts crying, and it's like, yes, those two scenes looked really good. Yeah by themselves and then you smash them right next to each other and there's no consistency i i just stand by my original statement that uh this would have been the number one anime of 2004 <laughs> uh but Man, by i its... would say this would have probably been the number one anime of 2010 yeah but in the year 2019 when it's contending against things like demon slayers uh it it, it doesn't even hold up no. but then we have then we have Medivac's last statement. And I don't want to grill you, Medivac. I'm glad you like the show. Yeah, no, uh, um, it, it, I'm, I'm actually worried because I feel like we've been attacking and being like, oh, no, no you not no, big no, no, brain, no. we big brain. I don't like, want to, I, the biggest thing I want to practice is never tell anyone what to enjoy or what not to enjoy. I mean, I should tell people what to enjoy to recommend them stuff, but I never yeah. want to tell people that they can't like something they like. Because even if I think that the Satan, the characters are fleshed out enough to make a good story is completely false, doesn't mean I want to take that away from you. Um, the because the characters have not character, been fleshed out at all. Yeah, the only character that has had any amount of being fleshed out is Shinra, and it was only the first in episode, the first episode. Yeah. Well, the captain, uh, the captain of the eighth, has kind of gotten some fleshing. Has he? Uh, like, no, he just has a quirk. Like, and I don't mean a superpower. I mean, he just has. He's he's just he just the, likes to work the, out. He's all the time. normal guy. He's the normal guy who like workout. And I guess moth moth relates. So fair. I, look, but, I got no firebending abilities, and I like to work out, <laughs> and I got a thing for being fireman. So, like, you know, I, I guess I give him a free pass. Uh, like, I think that if you like the show, that's fine. I don't think it's... It, there are so many shows that if you actually liked, I would might judge you. This isn't one of them. I can see why your average person likes Fire Force. It's not even bad. It, it's just, like, mediocre to me. I don't know. Exactly. I, I advocate... Uh, personally, in my life, I advocate for being more critical people. Uh, we need to consume the things we consume with uh, a modicum of 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 uh, skepticism, I guess, where you where you actually look at it and you say, "What about this is good, and what about it is bad?" And you break it down. and And I'm not saying that if you watch Fire Force, you don't do that, but I, I would say that. Ask yourself when you're watching it, what about the scene do I uh, do I like, and what about nah, it do I not like? No, 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 no. That's not fair because it, it, no. Enjoy what you want. We just drop Fire Force because if we <laughs> hold that standard that you just described, <laughs> I would be completely screwed. I can't give you a good reason as to why I like no, Moff, anything I like. I it's just big titties and dicks. Here's the thing, though, Moff. I respect your. I just turn my brain off and enjoy things, but at the same time. You meme about other things are bad, but you aren't really the type of person to tell someone that something is actually bad. Oh, no, you... I absolutely will. If you like Azumanga Dayo, like, I got a short <laughs> pier for you to walk off of. <laughs> but, like, you are def you're someone who can turn your brain off. And if you can, and if you turn your brain off and just watch Fire Force and really like it, that's fine. And I'm not saying that if you watch it and like it, you can't turn your brain off or anything. You just maybe like, Things that uh, other people don't. There are people on Discord that, because uh, I read through the argument, I wish I would have been awake while y'all were having that argument, Frog, uh, about wait, uh, Demon Slayer. 
I... And that argument they were having, I 100% disagreed with. I think demons, like everything, and I, I had good counterpoints, but the, by that point it was like five hours from when that, y'all had that argument. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm not going to bring up that. Like, there are different things to enjoy about something. And there could be something, like, if, Medivac, if you really like the story, that's fine. I think there are really great aspects to the world of Fire Force. I just think they aren't explored as well as they could be. Yeah, there you go. I think, like, the biggest thing, actually, like, uh, the characters being fleshed out is, like, my biggest problem with it because I don't care about what they're doing because I don't care about them. If that was changed, I might actually like the series a lot more, but that's, like, my biggest issue, I think. And And the direction, because, Jesus. Did you just say erection? Direction, but, okay. Okay, yeah. But, like, for story-wise, like, you look at the most the two most recent episodes, right? They it, they introduced that they were going to uh, try and find the source of the Infernals in the first uh, uh, precinct. And the very next episode, they find the source of the Infernals. It's seriously? And it's a guy... Yes. Damn. And it's a guy that, at that point, had never been seen doing anything even remotely kind of bad like it, it just comes out of nowhere and he's a bad guy and tries to kill people it's like <sighs> there's no build-up to these to these things that could be really good reveals and, and there's even a red herring where they're like hey that guy that guy he, he seems like a cool he seems like a bad guy he's probably the bad guy and then it turns out he looks at a photograph and it's totally he's looking at a photograph where he used to be friends with Shinra's dad because there's a guy who looks just like an older Shinra in the picture and it's like okay thanks for giving me that bit of foreshadowing to something that doesn't matter in the current story arc <sighs> anyway uh <laughs> Tona uh, Tona? He, I don't know how to say people's names. It's Tonua. It's my friend. It's okay. Tonu bruh. Tonu bruh. He has a question for us, and it's the last question we got for th- for this episode. Uh, when is Frog going to give me a mic so I can come on and guest and just be angry at Moth in real time? I did promise uh, him a never, microphone for his birthday. You're banned. Well, I ban you. Moth is... You cannot <laughs> disagree with Moth unless you're me. Well, uh, Wait. what are our favorites this season? Um, the, I, assuming <laughs> that Tono was his actual question. What, what, are, what are favorites? Are. Yeah, he did yeah. ask that. Uh, here's the thing. I haven't been in love this season with anything. Really? Um, oddly enough, uh, Copcraft has been weirdly good, but I, I hate watching anything on Hulu. So I haven't watched it yet either. I'm going to watch that when the season's over because it's on Hulu. I, I've heard really good things about it. It's, it's um, I think my wife guy, right? described it as they had the ability to do a lot of things and take the easy way out. Uh, I would not say Copcraft is my favorite. I would just say this entire season has been underwhelming. Uh, I... No, Dumbbell is my favorite this season. That's There we go. I gotta say I'm very, very pleased at this season, actually. I'm kind of feeling the opposite of you, dude. I, this is my favorite season I've had in a long time. Because uh, who doesn't want Do You Love Your Mother, Isekai Cheat Magician. I never said everything was a banger, dude. <laughs> isekai in the well. Isekai from I don't the consider it. Listen, you're never going to get a season with most of the isekai shows being good. But you're going to get a show where a lot of shows are good. And I think a, a season where a lot of shows are good. I think this is that. Because we got... Ari Monster. <laughs> we got we got Dumbbell. We got Dr. Stone. We got the first episode of Fire Force. We got, we got Demon Slayer still going on from last season. We got Vinland that's Saga. The thing. That's the thing. I don't consider Demon Slayer part of this okay, season. Okay, that's fair. But we got Vinland Saga. 
which I think is actually my favorite show this season so far, um, which is fantastic. And the last Moth, episode. Have you was... watched much of Vinland Saga? I watched the first episode and fell asleep. Oh. <laughs> it's really good. Bro. Look, I'm probably not going to be excited. I have to take a look at something right here. Have you seen uh, the last episode of Vinland, Mike? Oh, you best. You best oh know did, my baby. god, that shot of of Thorfinn fucking... jumping off the boat in. Oh my god, dude! That dude, scene... that entire fight against Thorkell is. Oh, it's, it's so, so good. good. It is so well done with studio. You've my hats off to you. You Ma, beautiful. The most people. recent episode of Vinland Saga has a tiny boy fighting a giant eight foot tall man on a bridge, swinging a AKA giant tree around. All of your sexual fantasies. Fine, I'll watch Vinland Saga, but I'm more <laughs> excited about the fact that Golden Kamui season three has been announced. <laughs> I can't wait for the poor CG fires to extinguish. Uh, my to, life. to clarify, my favorites of the season are definitely Vinland Saga, Doctor Stone, and Dumbbell. But mostly Vinland Saga and Doctor Stone are the highlights for sure. I would say Dumbbell and Masterful Teaser, Blobity Blobity Chan. Wait, are you talking about that show from like two seasons Takagi? ago? Takagi? Is there a new one? Yes, it got a second season. It is? Yes. Well, I would say that my favorites are definitely Vinland Saga, Given, and I really still love Granbelm. I have been watching. You've not every mentioned that episode. one before. I yeah, like, mentioned that one before. Did you? We'll I, to, I, I've listened yes. to the podcast over like several times. I don't think I've ever heard you say Granbelm. Yeah, I gotta agree with him here, man. This is your first time mentioning Granbelm. I've brought up Granbelm a lot. I <laughs> I I proof listen the show. <laughs> <laughs> Granbelm is really good. It's. I guess I'll take this time to talk about it now. Has anyone Grand seen Belm. anyone who's seen or listened to all the episodes? You tell Mike if he's if he's mentioned Granbelm up to this point, please. Granbelm is a magical girl mecha show with a oh, lot of wait, Gundam wait, references. Wait, in wait, it. wait, 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 wait. This not is Simpo the one gear, where it's different. got like five previous seasons, right? No, no, no. He's talking about no, no, that's no, not Simpo that, Gear. That's something else. That's Simpo Gear. I haven't started season five of that yet. Not until season four is finished airing, which is really dumb because Crunchyroll, stop it. Crunchyroll didn't get the rights to season four until season five was airing, and instead of putting it all out at once, they've been uploading two episodes for every one episode of season five that comes out. That makes no sense. That's really dumb, yeah. Anyway. Watch it in this weird 2-1-2-1 staggered order, why don't you? And not only that, but every season follows a narrative line. So if you did that, you'd be like, what the fuck's happening? <laughs> anyway, guys, I think this has been, unless y'all got anything else, this has been the We Hate Anime Podcast. I think we're good to go. Uh, you can follow me on uh, the good old Twatter. Uh, I'm at Annie Mikadu. Frog, you can spell it if you want to. Uh, I don't know how to spell it. A N I M A I K E R U. Yeah, and you can f- follow uh, the Frog King at fr zero a bunch of other stuff. Fr zero g k one n g on Twitch and Twitter. I'm gonna start streaming Minecraft because I just renewed my server and with my pals. If you want to watch that, it'll be fun. You should You'll do only the be the uh, seven hundredth person doing uh, it. that. The bees aren't even out yet, but oh, sad. Uh, We're just doing. I do not have a Twitter video. or a YouTube or anything because I'm a boomer. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for watching. <laughs> I promise not to post cringe in the future. Bye-bye. Conclusion. <laughs> Being a boomer. <laughs>